0: have done an amazing job over the last, you know, 100, 125 years, of using, you know, like beach and surf culture, starting with uh, Hawaiian, you know, tourism and whatever else, to sell you everything under the sun. Yeah. All the things that you don't need, like yeah. cars, computers, drinks, software. <laughs> you know, like like there is literally nothing that hasn't been sold using beach culture to. The total global population so what if we try to turn that on its head what if we used and understood how to use that power instead of talking to a small group who's already um, engaged in it what if we use the power of surfing and surf culture to sell the world what it really needs which is sustainable lifestyle Yeah, things, yeah right?
1: you're listening to the spaceship earth with me Dan Burgess um, welcome to episode 9 I actually thought it was episode ten, and I just did the recording, and I was episode ten, and I realised it's actually not episode ten. Um, but you know, it's the tenth month, so the aim is to get number ten out uh, later on this month. But anyway, um, welcome to the spaceship Earth. It's been um, been a few weeks since the last instalment. Um, really uh, excited to share this uh, this episode, which is a conversation I had last month in San Francisco with a. Um, epic human being called uh, Michael Stewart from Sustainable Surf. Um, I was lucky enough to get out to San Francisco for a few days um, and we were, I was with with uh, working with the Wild Labs project. We were uh, um, delivering a piece of work, a project out there called Ocean Hack um, in partnership with Salesforce and uh, Project Everyone on the Global Goals. And it was a two day kind of pop up innovation crazy lab thing with about 50 folks um, which was part of uh, the global climate action summit uh, and we brought a bunch of people together to explore a number of different kind of um, ocean themed challenges and looking at kind of um, creative responses through technology and creativity and partnerships and collaborations and all sorts um, and it was, a, it, was, it, was a, it was a mad few days and um, if you're interested I'll post the um, little film of that of that um, of that uh, ocean hack out there in the in the sh- in the show notes, um, so you can have a little look what that was all about and where that project is heading. Um, but as part of that, I got to meet um, Sustainable Surf, who are a not-for-profit based in California, um, and uh, Michael and Brett, uh, who are based there. And then there's Kevin, who's up in California uh, in, in LA. Who didn't meet. I didn't get a chance to meet. Um, and this is a conversation with Michael. Um, Which I had subsequently in a car, in his car, two days later on the way for a brilliant little surf that he uh, kindly took uh, took us on a little surf trip. So more on that in a second. But um, so, who is Sustainable Surf? Well, you can check out all the links, and you're obviously going to hear the story from Michael. But effectively, there are like a kind of um, a kind of uh, catalyst, a unit, I guess, for um, for kind of sustainable living. Um, building a kind of movement of sustainable living, I guess, within the kind of surf culture and surf industry. So they're kind of using, uh, they've been kind of working within that whole space and that whole system, um, really exploring how um, a whole kind of... uh, culture like surfing and water sports the 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 reach and influence that that whole scene has beyond just those that are converted and and surfers and you know and and water freaks etc but actually the influence that that whole that whole movement and culture has more broadly more widely into culture um and therefore exploring how they can bring how can they accelerate kind of sustainable practices sustainable living sustainable production sustainable consumption within that space within that sector and consequently Um, accelerate much bigger shifts into culture. So really fascinating model. And they do that through a bunch of different things, again, which Michael goes into chatting about. Um, But broadly speaking, I mean, they look at a number of things. They're looking at it through products. So they've developed this, um, the first kind of um, certificate, uh, sort of, Sustainable certification process, can't even say it's a certification process for um, the production of surfboards. Um, so they looked at the entire kind of um, footprint and production process of the surfboard industry and then created like best practice for kind of lowest impact, um, you know, lowest toxicity, uh, better use of materials, all that kind of stuff. And they created the eco board um, system, which is being adopted by a number of different. Um, surf manufacturers including um, firewire boards who you can again I'll link to but you can see what they've been doing with that with that mark so they're looking at product they have a whole thing that looks at kind of events so again they're they're kind of end-to-end looking at kind of um, the big kind of surf events and uh, water sports events and thinking how do you create the lowest impact events but how do you also create these experiences within these events that allow more people to kind of kind of, um, you know, upskill their own habits and become more sustainable, learn more about everything from kind of transportation to food to materials. Um, So again, really, really interesting model. And then they have this whole piece on kind of um, lifestyle, you know, how how do they actually help people shift their ways of living in a really cool way so that they're starting to practice this stuff at home and they call that um the deep blue life and again link to link out to some of that work they're doing but really really interesting and i I think what what um mike i sort of drawn drawn immediately to mark because he's got one of that he's just one of the sort of incredible characters like brilliant energy um big heart really funny really creative um and 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 they're working you know with loads of constraints um which people like that i'm always drawn to just sort of making extraordinary things happen with you know <clears throat> pretty pretty constrained um context but i'm um, doing doing great stuff um and yeah and then uh, so really drawn drawn to uh, the work of of these guys and then brilliantly um they offered to take me surfing a couple of days after the the hack and so we headed up the coast um uh, about an hour up north of San Francisco to this beautiful little spot called Bolinas, and did this wonderful, um, uh, had a, a bloody great longboarding session. It was just magic after the, the chaos and carnage of the few days before. Um, and I took the opportunity in the car with Michael just to to have this conversation and record it. So, you know, um, apologies. Now there was no no sort of top end microphones. I literally whipped the old iPhone out and stuck it under Michael's chin as he was driving. So, um. You know, it's a quite an authentic uh, sound recording. You're going to hear the sort of hum of the car and traffic and other bits and pieces. But, you know, that was a conversation. It was very spontaneous. It wasn't really planned. Um, but hopefully um, you'll, you'll enjoy it. And we talked on across a load of different things. And I think, you know, some of the really interesting things for me was, you know, these kind of new stories of environmentalism. So how, how this high environmental... Uh, movement is spreading and, and morphing and being remixed in new ways and new stories making it more accessible more engaging to new people and I think that's really interesting and particularly there's kind of power of kind of you know different business sectors and cultural sectors to actually start to play a really interesting role in, in shifting the story of sustainability and environmentalism what that really means something much more kind of yeah just beautiful and look makes sense today and so we talked a lot about that and um how more people are looking to participate and how we can find new ways for people to actually get involved in, yeah, you know, get immersed in these things, but in creative ways and, and respond in creative ways. And we talked a lot about businesses, particularly businesses that are sort of, you know, that give a shit about the world and are starting to kind of really build this into the sort of DNA of what they do. And, We talked a lot about design and the kind of, you know, the emerging sort of buzz of regenerative design, regenerative business and circular design and just thinking more about these things in a more circular way, thinking much more about, you know, how we're making things and you know, our relationship to materials and all that and all that cool stuff is actually, yeah, it's super interesting when you find ways into it and you, you you sort of find ways for for other folks to to get into this or, or you meet people where they're at and find and help them find their way into this story. So a lot of a lot of talking around how do we engage, how these ideas of of living more sustainably, more considered, but actually how we can now start to package them into things that actually super interesting for people and really feel like there's something there's something going on right now um and yeah so the conversation went went uh went uh to many different places and um it was it was super cool and really really uh um yeah encourage you to check out sustainable surf so um let's get on with the uh let's get on with the conversation this is um Michael Stewart from Sustainable Surf. Um, <laughs> yeah. But on, just, So on that, just tell me like how like tell me a bit about the whole. Where did the Sustainable Surf story start? <laughs> yeah, how did, it, how did it all come about?
0: All right, um, uh, we're driving on a beautiful <laughs> yeah, we give some um, mountain in. road in uh, Marin <laughs> County. We're actually off of the 101. We're on the one right now, which is um, you know for people who don't know, uh, especially up here in. Northern California it's like this one it, it's just a two-lane winding road that is up on the uh, mountains and you're literally driving about a thousand feet above the uh, sea as soon as we come around this corner we get the view you're gonna see the views Excellent. Yeah. Um, get excited. <laughs> yeah and uh, um, yeah like well shoots um, maybe that's it right there the beginning of sustainable surf uh, uh, is coming from that space of sort of amazement and awe and uh, sort of gratitude, every time I see the sea, whether it's uh, in Ireland or in Northern California or in LA or whatever else, you know, my heart opens up and I feel good. Like, I want to be there. Um, it makes sense. There's something bigger than I am that's uh, full of mystery and wonder and is, you know, uh, changes by the, you know, sort of moment, right? Um, what
1: um, an amazing spot, okay. Ready? So, we're okay. We're, it's about to happen. It's about to happen. <laughs> it's about, yeah. The bushes are a little <laughs> higher <laughs> in yeah, second. Need a, need <laughs> yeah, to but we're to driving work. past yeah. like the uh, stand <laughs> yeah. of the eucalyptus trees. Um, I might need to skip. Uh, you put your wind up just a little bit, just because this. I'm just I want to make sure the sound is okay. Are you we, ready? Might, we might sweat <laughs> okay. a bit.
0: Ready? We're coming around the turn, <laughs>
1: okay. We're coming around the turn. There we go.
0: Oh, oh, look at that, huh? Oh, yes. oh just look like point. After point, after huh. headland, huh. all the boats are out in the little bay there. Um, they're all salmon fishing for uh, king salmon because um, that's a season uh, right now, you know. And you see this this whole thing like you like uh, who would not want to spend their time around here? And it's not just surfing. I mean, it's hiking, it's biking, it's you're like on the mountain, the big trees, right down to the water, you know, rocky coastlines, um, uh, and that sort of awe and uh, kind of amazement, which is not something that is specific to just small coastal you know communities. Humans um, as a species, when we're confronted with this, we're essentially in awe of it. So that is an amazing thing um, to use as uh, a starting point for a conversation, it's like, look at this, this is amazing, this, you know. Um, this is going to make your uh, life better. Even if you don't live by it, even if you only get a chance to come visit, or even see it in pictures and videos and photos, like this is this is not the eighth wonder of the world, this is the wonder of the world, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We all came from this, we all carry the ocean inside of our own bodies, right? Um, so it's that kind of uh, connection
1: for have you uh, always had that? Have you always grown up close to the ocean? Um, luckily, um,
0: I have, yeah. And, um, you know, I, I tried to live away uh, from the ocean up in the mountains for one year um, in my 20s. Um, didn't work. <laughs> um, I couldn't, <laughs> um, uh, in some ways, it was actually hard to <clears throat> know where I was in space because when you live by a coast and by a coastline, there's like this hard defining point of like land and sea. You can always orient yourself to it, um, and um, yeah, it's like a north star, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so moving on from like oh the ocean, how what kind of how amazing uh, it, you know that it is. Um, I also grew up uh, playing in the ocean, you know, just like every little kid. Uh, uh, yeah, sandcastles and. Uh, you know, boogie boarding and whatever else, which mm. uh, it, you know led to uh, to uh, you know sailing and uh, and uh, you know surfing on uh, longboards and shortboards and whatever else, and just you know finding the ocean as this sort of amazing um, uh, yeah, kind of a playground, right? Um, and then you know, sort of fast forwarding to uh, being a uh, sort of young adult. Um, in my 20s, uh, I started to, uh, you know, see that the effects of, of all of us living an unsustainable life, um, it was hard to see in a lot of ways from the other conservation groups what they were, you know, sort of yelling about, like, oh, you know, it's all going to be bad, there's all these impacts happening. You could actually see most of that first in the ocean. Yeah, right. Specifically around marine plastic pollution. If anyone thinks this is a new problem yeah, in the right. last five years, um, I got news for you. You know, surfers and people who've been in the ocean—we've been seeing this for the last at least 20, 25 mm. years, right? Is it reaching a, a moment of um, epidemic crisis? Yes, um, and I guess that's a good thing in some ways because mm. humans as a species, we only tend to start changing our behavior when we get to a crisis moment, right? Mm. Um, so besides the marine plastic pollution issue, you could look at what was happening um, especially around uh, climate change, so uh, sea level rise, um, ocean acidification, um, ocean warming, the changing of, of um, ocean patterns and weather currents and things like that. All of that wasn't a, it it wasn't something hard to try to wrap your hands around. Um, like the uh, parts per million of uh, you know CO2 yeah. e in yeah. the atmosphere, like oh you know the Earth is gonna fall because we've gone past um, a uh, 350 counter, you know like uh, 350 uh, parts per million, yeah. or over a 400. Like that is really hard for most people to wrap yeah, their heads, heads around. around yeah. But if you can see that oh look my favorite beach is now trashed from you know all this. Uh, plastic here, um, you know, the Great Barrier Reef has uh, such warm water and such terrible um, bleaching effects and it's become more acidic, so it's harder for the corals to recover in the first place. And we're on our way to, you know, basically having, uh, you know, the best science on it century mm. says that we're, we're probably going to lose about 90% of uh, coral reefs by uh, 2030. And they may become functionally... Um, uh, extinct by uh, 2050 if we stay on the same path. If these same trends hold, yeah. Um, you know, and this was basically knowledge that was put out there. I mean, at least 10 years ago, which is essentially when we started sustainable surf. Right. And I've been working on uh, climate change and doing reforestation projects and doing green product um, certification for. Uh, you know, for-profits and non-profits and whatever else, and I swear, 10 years ago, it really felt like, okay, the problem is there. You can see it, but man, you're having so much trouble connecting with people about um, uh, why it's important and maybe more importantly, why it's important in uh, their own lives. Yeah, right. So all I did was look at my own life and say, okay, I love the ocean impact you can really see this stuff especially if you kind of travel anywhere Um, and I'm passionate about uh, surfing and playing in the ocean on you know foil boards or windsurfers or you know stand up paddle boards or um, whatever kind of gets you out there Yeah. and I sort of looked at it and said well you know surfing can sell anything to anyone Um, maybe could actually be used to sell a sustainable lifestyle to people, right mm-hmm. That was sort of the moment of, oh well, what an opportunity here right? And uh, in the surf industry culture um, at that point, um, there was almost no um, there was almost no recognition uh, and sustainability as a core value, was essentially nowhere to be seen. You know, Patagonia might have been sort of holding up a flag, but they're more in the outdoor industry as opposed to the uh, kind of uh, core surfing. Mm. And there were some little things being done, uh, kind of here and there. But it was mostly like, you know, hey, let's give some money to Surfrider or or uh, Surfers Against Sewage in the UK, right? Um, and you know, then we've done our part. We'll wipe our hands about it, <clears throat> as opposed to looking at how are we operating? You know, mm. what are our products made out of? How do we run our um, events? Um, uh, what are we doing with our waste? Hmm. You know, like, like, let's look um, essentially at ourselves, right? And, and we thought there was an opportunity for us not to point fingers at the surf industry because they're just like us, yeah. right? And to say, hey, you know guys, we can actually do the right thing um, and start to move surfing and ocean sports as a culture down the right path. But you are, but you, the surf industry, surf media, you're the ones who actually have the headspace, yeah. right? So that's always been what's missing is that the environmental nonprofits are sitting there trying to uh, do their best to uh, you know make this work and to uh, do it, but we have no audience. It's the industry through the athletes, through the ads they buy, through the media, through uh, the events, they're the ones that actually have a platform to talk, not just to surfers, but to to the global um, community of people that are saying, oh, look, this looks really interesting. Um, I'm going to pay attention to this. So there's an opportunity to not just talk to ourselves, um, and ourselves is actually, according to the WSL, an engaged group of about 120 million people around the globe that are tuning in to watch surfing and to be a part of it and whatever else. Yeah. Um, that's not a small number. It's a big audience. <laughs> but, you know, that's a big audience that we can speak to, and that audience has the ability
1: to go out and, yeah, to catalyze their own changes turn, and,
0: yeah, to turn millions into billions. Once <clears throat> um, that, uh, you know, in in branding parlance, once that target market has actually been um, engaged, yeah. and frankly, we think that's how we need to start, not you know, thinking about this. There's a way to sell ideas to people it's done all the time Hollywood does it mm-hmm. uh, Madison Avenue does it yeah. right like like let's let's collectively partner with the people who know how to do this get them signed on for how this is actually a better story mm-hmm. right yeah we're talking about stories it's like exactly it's like the old story kind of sucks right? yeah right like you're, you're like I'm <laughs> um, buying all this stuff you're not really that happy. Yeah. It's, I'm depressed. it's a disposable. I'm get rid of it and, <laughs> and uh, you know buy some other stuff. It's like whoa, man, that you know, like that that design problem is why we have the uh, the symptoms that we actually
1: have mm. now from
0: mm. uh, elevated CO two to plastic pollution.
1: It's a mental health epidemic. Mental health,
0: <laughs> that, yeah, you know, um, you name it, right? So yeah. you know that was definitely not the elevator pitch version <laughs> but we're driving along and yeah, I'm I going know. surfing and I'm excited and there's a, and exactly, <laughs> a lot to look. there's a lot to look at here yeah exactly
1: right <laughs> okay, of, to, okay hey um, <laughs>
0: do you want the sound bite
1: yeah Come on give version us a sound bite. of that go okay on.
0: great well so uh, Sustainable Surf was started um, as a sense uh, basically it's um, uh, an ocean health focused innovation lab mm-hmm. Which is using surf culture, ocean culture, to end up selling a sustainable lifestyle to everyone on the planet. Mm. It's really that simple. And yeah. the way we do it is in collaboration and in partnership with all the other groups out there, right? We work as a catalyst. So we're not the change that we're seeking to actually see because we're a small nonprofit organization. If we can help catalyze that change mm. by getting, all these other people engaged in doing what what they're doing yeah. and to take you know protecting the ocean and ocean health and whatever else as the new story yeah. that people really want to hear about and want to want to be engaged themselves with man we we can turn this thing around yeah you know that's the thing like this isn't rocket science you know it's regular science. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so give me, give, give for folks listening, like give me, give a couple of examples yeah. of some of the projects you you guys are involved in and are developing.
0: Yeah, sure. So um, uh, pretty simple. So uh, like I said, we're trying to move everyone towards a uh, you know more sustainable life. <clears throat> That's a nice soundbite. Um, <laughs> what does that actually mean, though? Right. Yeah. Well, so going back to the language of of branding, mm-hmm. we've actually come up and said okay well this is what we mean by a sustainable life and there's uh, six categories I won't go into it now sure and we've essentially uh, branded that as as, as, yeah Yeah. Um, as we want you to be living a deep blue life and that means something very specific and in and um, it's not a here's you know 100 things that you can do to save the earth and whatever it's a framework of you know six categories of impacts that we all make in our daily lives every single day. You know, transportation, um, um, health and wellness, uh, you know, food. Like, like, it's not crazy things that you have to try to remember. It's what you're already doing in your life, right. and we're just sort of putting a framework around it, saying if you make better choices in these areas, you are on your way to living a more ocean-friendly, stoked, engaged life, mm. and. If we can turn um, right now, we've already got you know thousands and hundreds of thousands of people that are paying attention and doing this. Yeah. If we turn that into millions, we can turn that into billions. That literally is as simple as this can be. Right? Yeah. It's it's that if we start enough people on this, and if we can collectively create this type of movement towards living what we're calling a deep blue life, because that's how people. Remember things. That's how, that's how brands like Apple yeah. sell you things, yeah. right? So great. Let's use, um, you know, that same thing. Okay. So that's a framework yeah. for it, right? And then on the programmatic level, yeah. we essentially have three different programs that we use um, to do this, which is what I call <laughs> uh, building on-ramps for people to actually become part of the solution, right? So it's one thing to say you should live a more ocean-friendly life, and um, here's sort of a framework, but people are looking for, okay, but what can I uh, specifically do? So, uh, you know, for us, coming from a surfing background and and like a water sports, we said, what's the one thing that sort of like bonds every single uh, you know, surfer, uh, and by surfer we mean, you know, surfer and SUP and Mm. kiteboard, windsurf, whatever else. Um, What binds them uh, together? It's the fact that there's a board, right? So we said, okay, well, what if we start with the board? What if we make an authentically uh, and science-based um, uh, surfboard that's got a lower carbon footprint, uh, zero or reduced um, toxicity, um, uh, and is uh, not only better for the uh, planet and the ocean, um, but it's actually for the people that have to end up building. Right, because right. um, it's quite a
1: toxic industry, isn't it? Yeah, and well, the take modern into surfboard,
0: then, yeah. you know, um, in general, is basically a, uh, uh, a toxic stew of petrochemicals. Yeah. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm just going to give this guy kind of a little beep because I really do not want to <laughs> be behind him for the next 15 <laughs> minutes.
1: Yeah, we're behind a very large lorry. Exactly. Oh, what a fantastic a word, you know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. A lorry. A lorry. Exactly. Yes, it's a truck, isn't it? Or is uh, it a lorry? Yeah, jacket. Exactly. For truck. me, this yeah. is a lorry. It, yes, a
0: jacket. Exactly. <laughs> but this guy has just been blocking our view. Yeah, I say he's gone now. Thank goodness, it, it's gone. Oh, it. Goodness it, it's gone. Some, the ocean's back. I know, okay, great. Um, and hey, so we just uh, went through that sort of uh, beautiful, like, high, uh, kind of up on the cliff drive. Now we're coming down to. This is going to be driving around the entire back estuary here uh-huh. which is one of the most important estuaries for uh you know seals and wildlife and birds and what's cold. called this is where we are um, yeah so we just passed the little beach town of uh stinson and we're on our way to Ballinas. they're basically the same stretch of beach separated by the mouth of of uh, this estuary okay um, and just as a little side note, you'll have to do some editing on this I'll right. uh, bring it back to the programs, but um, it's worth telling you as we're actually driving because yeah. remember You're supposed to put that thing down at some point <laughs> and Just enjoy it.
1: I'm gonna when we get yeah. when we get to the when we get in the water Yeah, I'm not gonna take it in with us. Okay. All
0: right no. <laughs> Thank
1: God. I'm gonna stop the interview uh, in the car park. <laughs> okay, so
0: uh, check this out This is a great metaphor for where we are actually uh, both um, uh, in time um, and in culture. So, right now, we are in a rift valley of the San Andreas Fault. Mm-hmm. This, to this side on the right, this beautiful mountain here that we just uh, came down, part of it's called um, Mount Tamalpais. Mm-hmm. On this side is what's called the North American plate.
1: Right. right?
0: So, uh, plate tectonics, yep. right? Um, uh, and that plate is actually moving that way, some, and north. This estuary is basically the rift zone that's been that uh, is these two plates spreading apart and over there <laughs> where those hills are, where uh, Balinas is, that's actually the the uh, Pacific plate. In about 10 million years that whole thing right there, mm. Balinas and everything else um, is going to be about uh, 10 miles to the northwest. So um, what we're looking at is, we're kind of in between worlds. Right. Right at uh, sort of this point. There's a lot um, of pelicans
1: in between these worlds as well.
0: There's pelicans. Yeah. There's going to be a seal colony here. Right. Um, there's so much life and um, um, biodiversity and opportunity. Hmm. And obviously, when the tide comes in, uh, uh, you know, twice a day, this whole thing um, is—it's a, uh, a living laboratory. Yeah. Um, it's what it is. Look, So here's basically the seal colony huh. here, right? Um, absolutely amazing like like these areas uh in between one thing and the other yeah and i'll bring this back to the culture that's where our culture is we are in between stories yeah um and so whenever i drive through here i'm just reminded of like okay like like in between stories and in between things it's kind of where it's messy. It's sort of muddy. Yeah, the edges, um, right? And and it's and it's and it's constantly changing. Like the one constant is basically change, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, a bit like surfing. A, exactly like right. surfing, um, which is one reason why I think ocean conservation groups and uh, surfing groups are uniquely um, adapted to the challenge mm. that's actually. Um, in front of us, right? Mm. Because we are used to like, oh, well, you know, tide's going up, tide's going down, one's going to come out, thing's going to come out of the of the mouth of uh, the estuary. The food sources are moving in, all the stuff is there. There's sharks swimming on the outside of it. There's, you know, there's, there's whales out there. There's like, it, you're, man, you're yeah. in life. Yeah, you're right, <laughs> you're right what, in the middle of it. What an amazing, dynamic place to actually be. Mm. And if you do Uh, in this uh, laboratory here, and I feel that all the ocean environmental groups um, are, you know, little laboratories of how can we make this place and this space better Um, and um, how do we use this time that we have before these things separate to get to the right story, Mm -hmm. right? Because if we don't um, uh, as we can see, you know going to be, if trends stay yeah, where they are now, you know, there's going to be more fish uh, in the ocean um, by weight, oh, sorry, there's going to be more plastic in the oh, ocean sorry. by weight than yeah. fish by about uh, 2030, right? Yeah. already
1: told you about the reefs. Um, but is it, it always strikes, one of the things that's always struck me over the years in, in, you know, my work in, you know, in this very similar place to where you're at, sort of, I'm always on the edges of... Conservation, creativity, yeah. activism, yep. corporate innovation—all this kind of stuff—and sort of weaving on these. I'm always on the edges of this thing. But one thing that fascinates me—we are me is fringe dwellers. <laughs> we, my we, we are. We are we exactly, are. <laughs> exactly on the fringes. Uh, always, but we're more, on the, always more, always more comfortable. But yeah. we're on the bleeding. We're
0: we're on the edge of what's next. Yes. And that's a really good place to be here right now because where we're going next, I think, are key decisions. Like, if we make the wrong decisions um, at this
1: point, we're
0: going to be locked in to a world that I don't think anyone
1: wants right, to live in. Right, right, exactly. And so the point, the, the thing I was thinking, it was making me think of as you were talking, was you know, never before have we had access to so much information that's telling us what is happening, right? so right. So, so there's yeah. a great, there's a politician uh, uh, back in the UK who I've admired for many years, Caroline Lucas, and she used to have this phrase, Will we be the first species to monitor its own extinction? And it's uh, <laughs> you know, and it's kind of like you know what I mean. We can, we're sort of you know, we can Aren't predict it. Are we doing it. that right now? See, right, we're yeah, seeing yeah. it. we te- you know, we've got all this data. Yeah. It's telling us you know for everything from this storm to this reef to this thing to this plastic. You know, it's like we got all the we know what's coming, right? Yeah, we, yeah. And that's an extraordinary it's not place a to be, right? Yeah, exactly. Right, you know? So, so, but, but yet, but yes, it's still this sort of like, I don't know, sense of sort of. I don't know disbelief or or I don't know or is it stuckness or is it paralysis or what is it that you know if you know if a doctor's telling you like um, you're gonna you keep, die yeah. if you keep doing right this, you keep smoking or you keep like, drinking right eh, you know, whatever <laughs> I know
0: yeah and or 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 like even worse yeah which is not like, you know part of what you see especially here in the United States is yeah I know but you know what are you gonna do and it's like well to me that's the opportunity mm. you're like mm. people are generally asking okay well what are you gonna do is there a better way for me to be and exist and i think the answer is absolutely absolutely yes, yes. i mean that's that's <laughs> it yeah. that's the, that's like, the exciting yes, thing right? today i
1: think because there are so many things you can start to point people at in terms yeah. of even even a few years back it was a little bit more sort of well you know imagine if you know imagine if you could do that but actually you can now right. we can live this kind of life and it's all possible <laughs> exactly. and uh um, and I think, so I think, what's interesting, what you're talking, what I find so interesting about things like, you know, Deep Blue, and, and some of this stuff is just, you know, it says it's like, un, it's a, there is a self-awareness piece in this because it's more something is about being able to to notice more. If you're giving these kind of ways or these frames or these ways of principles or yeah. ways of thinking about stuff, so how you eat, how you travel, but a lot of this is like, when you, once you've learnt your way into it. Then you start to obviously feel that this stuff makes me feel good, you know, and so then all of you, a sudden you're like, wow, yeah. this is
0: actually a better right story, a better yeah. way to be, yeah. And that actually, okay, so yeah. so that's where it flips it from the old story on the conservation side, which yeah. is which is your life is
1: is Limits. gonna suck, yeah,
0: and it's gonna be worse, yeah. But you need to do this, and you should do it for all all of the. Um, right sort of moral reasons and it's not going to be fun while you're having to do this we don't believe that yeah. we think actually you can have like like you want the kind of life yeah. that we're talking about and oh by the way living it and making those kinds of choices actually bring you health, wealth yeah. and prosperity yeah. and friends and time and family and yeah. community like like who does like, like you know who doesn't want that yeah that's what we're all sort of striving towards and this um, is the the
1: the thing you're talking about with community i find so interesting as well because i think that's also the thing you know watching how you know watching this kind of shift that's going on around like participation culture people sort of starting to get involved in conservation issues or or, but actually what's also what's what's so fascinating you see this through beach cleaning and we run a thing in England called Good for Nothing, which is basically uh, is bringing people around issues in a city and and yep. using the kind of skill sets to try and help Sounds activists. Really cool. well, yeah, it's very yeah. cool. And we do it for nothing, and it's good for nothing. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> it's, invite it's, us next it's, time. I will. I will. I will. I will. Um, no, it's brilliant. I mean, it's um, it's terrible at paying your bills because you just do everything for nothing. But it's great at building community. And yes. uh, but also the what as I say what, what what you get through this, and I think we're you know we're seeing this in. You know things like beach cleaning and everything is that people are going with this kind of like oh god you know the problem i'm here to help well those are on-ramps right right they're looking to actually help so but then what happens through the process yeah. is oh do you know what A I feel really good doing this B I've just met a bunch of people that I've right. actually had quite a good laugh with and,
0: like, you oh, know, I've, I've expanded my own yeah. sort of networking I didn't go shopping girls. this morning
1: and it f- actually it's been way better than shopping it's, it's, <laughs> exactly it. You know, yeah so you know. that, that's why I think it's so interesting at the moment and again like how this, this is why, as, as what you've been wrestling you know, creativity and different ways of, of telling these stories and helping people see their potential place in that story is so critical because once you can get help people sort of starting to experiment a bit into this space, then it, then it just happens, right? Because, like you say, we're feeling better, we're feeling then more connected. Then people take it on their own right. to
0: do even more, right? And, yeah. and listen, you know, if you don't build a place for people to uh, come into, how in the world are we going to enable the shift that actually um, that actually has to happen. Yeah, you have to invite people in, and it's got to be engaging, and 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 it should be. Like it's not that hard. Yeah, I think that conservation, the environmental movement, for a long time, uh, and I can mostly only speak, uh, you know, for the U.S. side of here, mm. is that it's really been lacking that, right? Yeah. So let's like let's make this fun yeah right it actually can be <laughs> yeah exactly like, it is it is you know? fun yeah <laughs> it's,
1: I... it's a lot of funner than staying in the than staying in the kind of the the, the the stuck story that we're still being battered over the head with which All is the right. only option you have to do this you right. have to work your guts out you have to buy stuff you have to be scared of the world because it's very scary out there right. trust us but we're looking after you that story you know yeah, man, it's, you gotta... like you just gotta get out and start open your mind open yeah. your heart man you yeah know? no I'm Alright, so we are rolling into the, um, yeah, it's
0: like my favorite little beach town in um, Northern California. Um, And it's called uh, Bellinas, although I don't want. It looks amazing. Yeah, this is amazing. It's it's like old school. Yeah. Um, And you gotta go really slow through here because if you don't, you'll get yelled at. Which you should, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, mean, more slowness, right? Yeah, (laughs) like like people walk, dogs hang out in the middle of the street. You got the natural food co op. You got the community center. You know, you got the chiropractor. You got the little general store. You got the organic, you know, coast cafe. You got Smiley's, the bar that's been here for almost a hundred years. You know, Um, amazing. You sort of, amazing. Yeah, and and you don't rip through. You just is this
1: the future? I think we've just driven into the future. We literally,
0: thank you so much for recognizing that. You know, we have literally driven into the future yeah. that people want. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and uh, this town, you know, um, like a lot of beach towns in uh, California, that's where everyone wants to live. That's, yeah. that's where they're coming to exactly for this, right? Yeah. Uh, and look, um, I'm going to show you. So this is, again, part of the um, lagoon. And this town is actually tied directly right to the ocean through this. Um, this is one of my favorite, you know, sort of places to be, and where we're probably going to end up uh, surfing. Oh, hey, Zach, what's up, Zach? <laughs> nice. How are you? Good. I was just about to go look for you guys. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Hey. Hey, I'm Zach. Dan. How you doing? Zach. Good to meet you. Nice to see you. Yeah. Um, Brett, right behind us in the VW van. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you, you got the extra logs. Yeah. fantastic. Fantastic. Um, it's uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's going to get better as the tide actually exactly. fills
1: in. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. It looks like it'll do a lot of that. Yeah, so let's, um. um guys, let we're going to mosey up. Yeah.
1: So tell me about the. We, we were getting into the. Ah, the program. Sustainable surf programs.
0: Yeah. Um, All right, so let me tell you about the programs. Yeah. Um, and uh, since I know. Look at that, Westphalia. Yeah. Shoot, check that one out. <laughs> oh, that was like. I've never seen a bright lemon... <laughs> that was like a lemon meringue pie, yeah. Westphalia. All right, sorry. <laughs>
1: That's um, all right. You get, yeah. you get a few old ones in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: All right, uh, so I know that you'll have to go back and edit this. Um, yeah. yeah, don't uh, worry about
1: that. Don't worry about the mumbling. Yeah, so
0: I think that uh, where I left off was essentially um, explaining that, that the... the fundamental program and architecture that we're focused on at Sustainable Surf mm. um, is the deep blue life. And that as a program and as an architecture. And then going from that, okay, now you lay this framework out. How do you provide cool, meaningful on-ramps to help people get started? And while we can't do everything, we have picked some, uh, uh, basically three areas of focus that we think that we can work with um, academia, um, uh, business leaders, media, athlete ambassadors on, um, and it breaks down uh, kind of like this. So, if there's a Deep Blue Life as the uh, umbrella, there is um, Deep Blue Boards. Uh huh. Deep Blue gear, and deep blue events I'll just kind of break those down yep. so um, underneath the heading of uh, deep blue boards we have a certification program uh, called you your window just a little bit oh yeah sorry right. on the volume yeah yeah so under deep blue boards we have a certification program called uh, the eco board project right um, and uh, it's basically a a certification program that, uh, that uh, certifies more ocean friendly raw materials to be using to build surfboards, kiteboards, Santa paddle boards, uh-huh. wind surfers, all kinds of stuff. Um, and uh, those materials, depending on what category um, they are, they typically have to have a lower carbon footprint, uh, you know, be coming from. Recycled, upcycled, you know, bio-based uh, sort of inputs, uh, reduced or uh, you know, lower um, toxicity on the chemical side of things. Um, you know, so for surfboards, we're looking at the resins, we're looking at uh, you know, fiberglass, you know, glass, and uh, the uh, alternatives, and then the uh, different types of uh, foam or uh, materials like wood that you can actually use for the blank or the core of the board. Uh-huh. This is the three big things that make up the environmental footprint um, that a surfboard actually has. And we actually know what we need to be looking at, not just because, oh, well, those are you know, some of the components. Um, we actually did the world's first um, life cycle analysis um, on a surfboard. Uh, and we ended up uh, working with Brands to actually do this. So, we collaborated with uh, Firewire, uh, Channel Islands, uh, and then a, uh, a small manufacturing company in um, Los Angeles called uh, Earth Technologies that only make eco boards. So, mm-hmm. it was sort of brands at th- three different levels making boards in essentially three different uh, places. and. Uh, you know, we went to their uh, factories and uh, you know hooked up the the uh, devices for yeah. their uh, shaping machines and the uh, pumps and hoses. You know, we measured the blanks before they were shaped and after they were shaped. We calculated all the waste. Um, it, you know, basically looked at everything that we could. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, worked with a uh, company uh, that actually does. Uh, you know, studies and work yeah. um, for the you know for Walmart and the largest corporations, but the founders happen to be surfers, and they said, "Yeah, great, we'll work with you on this." So, what was the
1: big? What was the big? Some sort of learnings, well the kind of? Yeah,
0: the learnings are basically this: uh, is that uh, you can build a what is called a uh, certified eco board mm-hmm. that has um, a uh, uh, both a Qualified uh, core material, so you know, wood or recycled foam or like algae based foam, um, and uh, using non toxic zero VOC uh, epoxy resin that's made from uh, bio based sources, mm-hmm. and also using um, alternatives to fiberglass like uh, flax cloth and um, you, you know, uh, uh, yeah, basalts and things like that. Yeah. and you could get up to a 40% reduction in the carbon footprint, uh, and basically drop the uh, toxicity of the surfboard through all the chemicals almost down to uh, zero. Um, (laughs) And she can get a 40% reduction by literally just the shaper and the brand selecting from Materials that are already available in the market have been tested by the world's best. Yeah. These materials have won the top contest in the world, um, including, you know, like the uh, Pipeline Masters in uh, Hawaii, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, absolutely proven. They work. <laughs> they work. Yeah. It isn't like, oh, these materials have a lower environmental footprint, but they don't work as well. Yeah. They suck. They actually work at the highest level. So that's pretty much... I mean, think if you could go to, you know, uh, Apple or, uh, you know, some uh, supermarket chain or whatever else and say, we can drop your environmental footprint across carbon footprint, waste, pollution, uh, you know, chemical toxicity and whatever else by 40% and all you have to do is pick something different. Yeah, 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 right. I mean, you know, so we're... So um, that was a huge... Yes. You know, like, oh, like, that's why everyone should be doing this. Yeah. And the materials are now available and are, you know, they're, um, um, yeah, they're out there. Um, so and that's how, great. And how
1: has the industry responded to, yeah, to so, this work?
0: Yeah, um, so, it's been over, what is it, since uh, 2012. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's been, you know, six plus years. And um, it's actually been great. So, you know, take, you know, arguably the top two, you know, sort of gold, you know, sort of standard brands Mm. uh, for uh, just surfboards around the world. And that's uh, Channel Islands and uh, Firewire, which also owns or or, uh, produces all the boards for uh, Slater Designs, right? Yeah. Uh, Firewire and Slater Designs, made a global shift you know four or five years ago to produce nothing but eco boards right that's huge Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Channel Islands has now integrated eco board technologies across uh, all their models Mm -hmm. so you can go uh, onto the Channel Islands website and pick your favorite board pick your model and you can choose the materials right there and say, Oh, cool. I want the recycled EPS core, I want the plant based, uh, you know, bioresin. So it's as easy as ordering it the yeah. what we would say the more, uh, uh maybe not the best way, yeah, <laughs> the dirtier popular way, <laughs> exactly, right? You know, so yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, amazing, yeah. And we've actually got a let me see, so. Mm, at this point we basically add you know one or two new builders almost a week um, so right now we've got over um, 200 EcoBoard board project uh, or, or we have over 200 partners um, that are involved in the deep blue board program right. using the eco board certification Wow um, that's absolutely amazing um, every single year the number of boards being built has been uh, going um, up and up. Last year in uh, 2017, 65,000 eco boards huh. were built. Like that's amazing. Not, that's amazing. Not a drop in the bucket, no, and, no. and it's probably gonna be up to 75, maybe 80,000 uh, this year. And uh, keep in mind, it's not just surfboards. Yeah. So about three years ago, we said, great. You know, we've got pretty high adoption here in the surf side of things. Let's look at all the other uh, board sports. So, yeah. um, you know, like we did by going to the top brands in surfing, went to the top brand in uh, Santa paddleboarding, which is which is a, a company called Starboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so they've they they basically followed uh, Firewire's example and um, made global changes um, at the places that. Uh, they build boards, so every single you know starboard sub uh, is now a, a certified eco board, um, and we're doing that with uh, kite boards as well. So we have a uh, um, our uh, latest ambassador is one of the most world uh, famous kiteboarders. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is uh, Ruben Lenten from the, from the uh, Netherlands. We've actually worked with Ruben to build his own. Uh, Custom model boards with a company called um, Louay in the uh, Netherlands, uh-huh. and yeah, so he's he's now riding all eco boards. Um, we're working on the uh, windsurf side of things through uh, Starboard as well. Um, we have companies doing uh, wake skates. Uh, you know, it's it's a um, yeah, sort of a whole wow. yeah. So Amazing. it's um, there's just going to be more and more um, adoption, and. Yeah. Uh, this is actually really cool. Is that we've also started working with some partners in the soft top category, right? Uh-huh. Because
1: uh, because that's that's growing, right? That growing,
0: whole, it's huge, isn't it? Uh, more surfboards. There's more wave storms. That brand sold every single year than there are all the hardboard brands really? put together. Absolutely, yeah. It's the biggest surfboard brand in the world, right? Um, and there's Lots of other soft top makers, uh you, you know, besides just uh wavestorm, but
1: uh, there's a there's a you've probably come across them, there's this uh retail chain in Europe. And I think they've come to the US, decathlon. You come across decathlon? No. Uh-huh. So they so they're so they're basically it's like a it's like a sort of supermarket for outdoor sports. Right? Oh, really? They're all okay. on the motorways in like Spain and France and Portugal you put you pull into these you know on these industrial parks you pull yeah. in and you literally you've got when you go oh, okay surfing's over there, uh, right. soccer's over there, rugby, climbing, fishing and they've just got these extraordinary spaces of kit you know everything you need right, right. to do it from right. wetsuits to boards to this to that but they've been they um, make their own balls and they do lots of lots of soft top balls um, huge amounts and you've seen it grow right. every year Yep. Um, but someone like them, I guess, would be interesting because they've got this kind of absurd footprint of, of reach, you know, to like exactly. not even the more the holiday surfer, I guess. Do you know what I mean? I do. Yeah. Uh, well, that's
0: well, you know, that's um, that's crazy. where the biggest impact yeah. from all these materials are actually coming from. Yes. Is is uh, now that surfing and water sports in general, mm. um, yeah, like in the last you know twenty years, but certainly the last 10 and really in the last five yeah. have just grown yeah, exponentially right yeah. you know and there are some challenges with uh, yeah with having that right yeah. and uh, we're, I'm just gonna give this guy a, a little room <laughs> yeah. we're just we're just on the edge yeah. of a quite a quite a big dip yes we are <laughs> quite a big dropper actually, yes sure. we are on a thin mountain road and <laughs> <in> a gigantic <laughs> RV just passed us um, <laughs> so uh, mm. Yeah, so with uh, more people mm. coming means more impacts and you know, bigger crowds and this, that, and the other. Um, but the upside of that is that since we're focused on um, using surfing and surf culture to actually talk about ocean health yeah. and to get people's attention, there's more people that we can actually um, talk to and have a meaningful conversation with. Um, around um, ocean health through this you know sort of newfound um, love of uh, surfing and ocean sports and right I mean yeah. like, that's like um, let's not lose um, essentially the opportunity yeah to talk to those people and say okay you're interested in surfing or uh, kiteboarding or something, whatever else great uh, let's talk about the impacts yeah um, that are actually happening and how you can help and become part of the yeah. uh, solution, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that's kind of so. That's the, the board. Um, we for kind us. of beat the uh, Deep Blue board yep. to sort of death there, right? <laughs> um, we got that. Very long Check. winded. No, that's Check. Good. That's good. Yeah, th- I've been chopped that one up. Um, so then next is uh, Deep Blue Gear, right? Yeah. And what this is for us is we're focused on on upcycling partnerships that we can come up with, that we can um, essentially catalyze, Mm -hmm. um, and take a material like the waste styrofoam packaging that you helped us move today, right? A whole load Um, of it. And the used wetsuits, and work with a, a partner to actually make better products with this material that, again, have Carbon footprint toxicity using
1: otherwise destined for landfill, otherwise or, or, destined or, or, for landfill, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so we turn styrofoam packaging into new EPS surfboard blanks with Marco Foam. We do wetsuits into the world's like best yoga mats with a company called Suga, which I've got one in my hands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: um, it looks brilliant, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's totally oh, wonderful. Uh,
0: it's i just had to use that word yeah
1: um, i might use it on the plane yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and then the you've actually uh seen my bag here yes right? so yes th- there's a mafia bag that's yeah. right in your hand that's all upcycled boat sails and kiteboard sails yeah this Love is that. actually loop that um from uh rock climbing yeah. up in um yosemite yeah and there's recycled uh wets and stuff in there as well right yeah. so like all of that was going to just go to the landfill and now we worked with mafia bags to make these amazing backpacks right Um, uh, yeah wine corks into uh, surf traction pads that's a project that we're also working on Um, and uh, so on and so on right so it's taking this waste material and and giving it um new life yeah Uh, doing
1: what the the non-human world just does as part of of how things work, right? So like <laughs> that's exactly na- right. The natural worlds are always yeah. looking for waste and thinking, well, that's energy or food or, or it, you know, it's a material for something else. Something right? always
0: gets turned in right. to something else, right? right? Yeah. Um, the outputs of something are the inputs to something right. else, right? So we're, yeah. Um, so we're trying to, you know, um, using, you know, uh, circular design. To, a circular design. Mm. We're trying to emulate the way that nature. In um, the natural world, automatically works. Yeah. Right? Uh, okay, great. So that's that. Um, and then uh, Deep Blue events um, is actually uh, you know pretty easy. We're trying to make ocean-focused um, you know surfing and culture and art and um, uh, yeah sort of music to be run in a more ocean-friendly way. Hmm. So um, it's kind of fun. Fa- it's it's essentially following the same tenets of the deep blue life strategy for an individual. Yeah. But basically scaled up for 10,000 uh, or, uh, 10, events. Thousand or yeah.
1: whatever many you got. Yeah.
0: Right exactly. So um and we started off with working with the uh, World Tour of Surfing. Uh-huh. Um and we've now um yeah, moved into uh you know big events like uh Wanderlust, mm-hmm. right? Um or the uh, Byron Bay uh, surf Festival. Um, you know, we're doing. Uh, we did the Log Jam event in uh, South Africa. You know, which are like art,
1: culture. Yeah. You know, longboarding. And so how does that? You know, how does that how, yeah. does that? how does that? So you like? Do you sort of consult into the organizers and yeah? Look so at here, what they're, how does it give me a sense of how it works? And yeah. So. Um, what role you play in it? Yep.
0: Well, there's five categories. Yeah. You know, it's it's um, really similar to the six categories that are in Deep Blue yep. Life. Um, and it's focused on where the biggest impacts are. So, yeah. um, energy use, um, transportation. Yeah. Food, um, so I guess. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, 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 we uh, yeah. So it's there's there's the the um, waste management part of it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and uh, the, the uh, sourcing of all the right things yeah. so that you don't end up with much of anything yes. on the waste side. Period. Right. Yes. So, Um, if you're looking at waste diversion, it's not just like okay well how do we collect this deal all
1: the crap at the end it's It's like what comes into the site what comes onto the site
0: (laughs) what do we allow on there because we know it has to go somewhere and so we're trying to have everything either be recyclables and to have a pathway for it not just like oh you know it could be recycled somewhere it's like cool well either you know it's going to be aluminum or glass right Um, or it's going to be or it's going to be able to be composted. So it's um it's uh inorganic and and there should be very little waste period because yeah. if you just think about it and source it correctly, then like our events run so much better and so much easier and the event organizers are like, Wow, okay, this you know we didn't have to spend as much staff time yeah to make this stuff happen because, you know, it automatically goes this place
1: yeah and it's set up that way right so um yeah and where do you sit on things like so you get into kind of food and catering and sourcing where do you sit with things like meat and stuff and yeah well like, so
0: um just like the, the event that um, you guys ran yeah. um you know we um absolutely strive for like okay if there's gonna be food there let's think about this mm. um and let's focus on having a plant-based diet. Mm. Period. Right? Because um, meat is an incredibly intensive resource to, you know, build, grow, and um, you know, sort of what comes out of it. Yeah. As well right. Is, all, the, all the all the kind of
1: yeah unintended byproducts that.
0: Yeah. Right. So, um, if you source a plant-based diet in the first place, yeah. then you avoid all of that. Like, it's like, man, yeah. some of the stuff just comes down to like. Let's make things easier and more fun and and better, so we can focus time on the things that we really care yeah. about. Do you really want to have tons of staff focused on like garbage cans and trash and yeah. having to pick through things yeah. and uh, figure out like, well, where does this thing go? It's like, how about we just avoid it? And it's like, yeah. okay, everything goes here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be you know composted like. Um, at the uh, Vulcan Pipe Pro um, and the, you know, you know, for that matter, the uh, entire uh, Triple Crown series um, over in Hawaii, uh, which includes the Billabong Master, the, you know, the um, Haleiwa uh, Pro, the uh, Sunset Beach, um, yeah, all the food that uh, gets uh, sourced for those, uh, for the athletes and staff and whatever else. Um, We've actually uh, set it up that any food waste through the catering actually goes to a farm that is literally across the street from Pipeline, hmm. uh, called Yahuana um, Farm, and we do all the composting right there on site. Hmm. Uh, anything that needs like uh, you know sort of shredding, like uh, compostable cups and things like that, we have a chipper there. All the rest of it just um, goes through, and uh, yeah, we make big. Uh, you know, sort of mulch piles, and and um, that farm in itself is um, an organic CSA farm, um, which is uh, community supported agriculture, yep. right? Yeah. Um, and it's actually growing food for Both the community. local North Shore yeah. you know, community. So, yeah. what used to be this like ah, you know, this nasty stuff, and it's in the dump, and you're trying to keep the beach clean, but yeah. It's a, super Now, hard it's, a, all of stuff. It's, an now it's an
1: input into that. Now community. it's an <laughs> input,
0: and it's helping them do one of the biggest things that Hawaii needs uh, is homegrown food and production and farmers yeah. and uh, people to want to support community-supported agriculture, right? Yeah. Um, because Hawaii imports, um, uh, you know, 98 yeah. percent of the food that the island has. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You know how much, okay, so right now, the population in Hawaii is uh, very, very similar in size to when, uh, you know, good old Captain Cook yeah. uh, sailed around from England and quote unquote discovered the Hawaiian Islands, right? Um, it was the same population. Right. Guess how much of their food was imported? Yeah, probably none. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, So they fed a population of the exact same size back then.
1: Yeah, that should just blow your mind. Be like, oh, right. Does but you know even like I mean I have this thing like like London. You know London has like I think it has something like three days worth of food supply. Yeah, well I mean um,
0: Hawaii has fourteen. Yes,
1: but (laughs) Hawaii is an island that is so
0: far out there and shipping yeah I mean yeah and, and uh, so these global catastrophes or wars or yeah um, whatever else like at that we can't supply, feed ourselves yeah yeah well uh, right um, <laughs> you guys are also an island yeah, right? yeah. Um, you, you know so it shares like it uh, you know shares some of the same things like yeah. it's you know there's no more key core community issue
1: than food security yeah right right yeah
0: and and it's a bit
1: of a level of food. It doesn't really matter <laughs> how much cash you've got. If, you, yeah, yeah. if you've got nothing on your plate, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah.
0: And there's no farmer who yeah. is like, okay, I am going to be doing this and planting this here and tending the earth, and they actually have access to land and water and it's, it's clean, and you're, you're doing stuff. It's like, man, you know, that's a that's something that's sort of hidden. Um, that, uh, hmm. yeah. It's, our system right now tries to hide most of that from you right yeah but when it really comes down to it if you lose that link you know the world needs farmers man
1: yeah 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 absolutely <laughs> the far as a farming revolution right um and uh it's there's so i mean it's such an interesting space because there's again there's on the on the positive on the possibility i see so many yes so much energy going in on a grassroots level back into food community-based agriculture yeah a younger generation really getting interested hey, in so it. here's okay yeah.
0: and here's how we actually use that yeah. and i know that you guys do too as well so um in our programming when we're talking about protecting uh the ocean and you know, the earth and solving climate change and that kind of stuff we actually don't talk about that much we talk about the things that people actually do in their life so we talk about where food comes yeah. from and um, and you know the um, importance of um, organic farming and even just like local whether it's um, organic or not mm. and you know you're it's like knowing sort of your food shed and yeah. uh, and uh, you know striving for more of a, a plant based diet and yada yada like like being able to talk to people about things that matter in their own lives, yeah. and that they have access to, and you know, even more importantly, you make decisions about food three, four. Five, I don't know, I'm hungry. Yeah. I got a six-year-old. You make decisions about food <laughs> yeah. seven times a day, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah. so every single day, yeah. it's like, hey, let's try to just. Let's carve off one. Like, yeah. let's make one better decision about the things that you buy for food and drink, and um, where they're coming from. Maybe they have less packaging. Maybe they're local. Maybe they're fair trade, organic, whatever else. It's like once you start that conversation, yeah. man, you know, it just goes from there. And yeah. it's something that people can actually grasp, and they can hang on to and hold on to, and it becomes actionable. That is how you end up solving climate change, yeah. right? No, I agree. Like, and. That is how you end up solving sea level rise, and you know the marine plastic pollution, all this kind of stuff. It's like, oh, you right. You, we can do this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know? We do have some oh, some,
1: some some uh, no potential ever... to change things, even though we're told we can't. We we do yeah, actually. It right. is down to us. Exactly. And you know,
0: so you know, part of it is like, hey, let's wake up and reimagine. Yeah. You know what the world is that we want to actually live in. Yeah. Right. All right. So, so right so we've just
1: pulled up and we're going to switch cars now so just tell right. quickly like yep. where can people find you, your work uh, just like yeah so some...
0: obviously they can go to our website which is sustainable surf um, and you know one of the best places is just come find us on uh, social media which is at sustained surf on uh, twitter and um, Instagram, you can find us on Facebook, you know, because that's where we're like on a daily basis talking about the stories and the things that are interesting that are out there that are actually happening. You know, come to our website, you can find about the programs and, you know, where you can, you know, buy your next eco surfboard and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And, you know,
1: just, uh, yeah, we're Surf the web, there. man. Oh, we will, we will. Michael, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank, thank you for taking me surfing, dude. That was, yeah, so, no worries. That are was me? such a treat. And, it was, uh, uh it's been great to hang out hey, the last couple of days you know
0: what's also great about this is that yeah i'm like cool i took dan surfing and Lindsay. this is great i'm a hero guess what i got to go surfing too yeah yeah right exactly <laughs> exactly Damn. yeah it's been
1: amazing we're all winners thanks dude hey man um so that was michael stewart from sustainable surf um i hope you enjoyed that i i uh i had such a great time um hanging out with those guys from sustainable surf and that particular little road trip and um just an unbelievable little surf session in such a beautiful spot was just it was a gift actually after the after the sort of uh, the few weeks of of craziness um of that project and getting out there and then uh, being out in, in San Francisco, but it was yeah a really amazing time and I think do you know I'm just looking at the moment like the last week the whole um, IPCC uh, climate report was out and you know I think you probably struggle if you haven't if you haven't seen or heard of that one. Uh, you've been somewhere very remote because I think it actually got quite a lot of airplay as you'd hope it would right it sort of basically says you know civilization collapse in 12 years if nothing really changes you'd kind of hope it was on the headlines you'd kind of hope it was you know sort of on the headlines for longer than a couple of days it's quite interesting watching that you know it's sort of in the headlines and across the media and of course it's gone again and it's all on to sort of other stuff and You know, anyway, I won't get started on the whole climate thing, but um, when you meet people like Michael and his crew and you see the work they're trying to do within that particular sector of the surf industry, but also just the knowledge of the influence that that sector has on people of all sorts, well beyond um, actual surfers and water sports enthusiasts themselves but that, that culture can reach a lot of people and so trying to find trying to be a catalyst within that space to to, to make these kind of shifts to help us live uh, more sustainably more low impact more regeneratively actually more beautifully I think that's what a lot of this is about Right, this is a more beautiful way of living of, of running businesses of being in the world and I think you know, you see that IPCC, IPCC stuff and you just think, um, you know, we don't have vast amounts of time to kind of make these shifts. And it's all kind of out there now. You know, the people are out there. The innovation's out there. Everything is possible. What it just needs is will, real will and commitment. Obviously, there's the political will, which everyone keeps banging on about. But we can't wait for politicians. So, you know... We need more business leaders, more creatives, more people that have a, the ability to get a story or to take an action into the world to help us all on this journey. We need more folks stepping up, more courage in all these sectors um, because the transition, the journey can be so epic and it is already happening, of course, but I don't know, I feel, you know, that would be great, wouldn't it, to see, like, let's see these kind of sustainable surf ideas popping up in every sector and that creativity and possibility and community and just that way of working which is just so much more open and heartfelt and honest and it's such a lovely way uh, it's a great thing to see and experience so i shall stop there i shall stop there before i sort of you know combust in all sorts of hope for the future which is what we want yeah combusting hope combust combustible hope does that make sense uh, nothing makes sense today to be honest um, anyway I hope you enjoyed that um, uh, more to come on the spaceship earth uh, I might even actually get a web page up for the spaceship earth itself if that sounds like a good idea um, send me a signal from the internet could be anything could be a like or a message or a a something, some kind of indication that you think that might be a thing that's worth doing. It all helps, those little bits of feedback. These feedback, you know, these feedback signals are all all good. Um, Good for me anyway. Help make me feel like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Someone out there wants that, I'm going to do that. So remember, if you want to uh, get in touch, um, you can do so um if you've got any questions thoughts ideas just hit me up it's dan at danburg.earth or you can get me on twitter at dan solo instagram at dan solos and um, yeah if you like what you're listening to on the itunes give it a rating it's all good because it means other people will find it and you know that'd be nice um but yeah if this is doing doing it for you just um yeah please don't be shy please reach out drop me a message send me an emoji of some sort whatever it's all good it's really lovely to connect um and uh yeah i think that's it so until next time um thanks for tuning in remember there are no passengers on spaceship earth we're all crew um and um peace and out take it easy